Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Tito's Vodka. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio. Jay Morgan Harder's hanging out with me. It is Wednesday, and we got baseball all day long, all day strong, starting at 2 o'clock. You got the Rays and the Rangers, the Rays right now. Um, sadly, I did not realize this. Did you know they had the lowest attended playoff game since 1919? That's sad. But it's also at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, isn't everybody retired down in Tampa anyway? Yeah, but it's hard to get to the stadium as well. I mean, what it's are like you talking about? The go-go get-around can't get around in the middle of the afternoon because it needs some charging? Pull no. out your solar panels or something. No, I don't think it has anything to do with uh, electric power, John. I think it has more to do with that it's a two-lane road, a two-lane bridge over water to get it's there. It's a great point, actually. So it's not, like really, there's, you know, it's not know, like there's other roads. Really you have to go over water, and unless you have a boat and then another car on the other side, it's probably hard to get over there. Man, another good point. Another good point, buddy. Well, Nathan Avaldi's pitching. Zach Evelyn's pitching for Nathan Avaldi, by the way, for Texas, um, and he has been terrible as of late, especially. And the Rays, Zach Eflin, has been surprisingly really damn good this year. Nine three zero ERA in September, Nathan Avaldi had. Man, that just sounds devastating. And what did I say yesterday? The Rangers were not going to be able to do it. They just don't have anything left. I mean, Max Scherzer's banged up. I mean, it's just you feel bad for this team, the bullpen you don't trust and all these things, and then they go out there and the Rangers do what they do, and they just hit the hell out the baseball. They took care of business, and the Rays couldn't defend. I think things get back to being normal today. I really like Eflin. Against the Ragers, I, I mean, I mean, Evaldi, I don't trust Eflin, I do. And remember, we talked about it yesterday. Rays, you know, they got some dudes. They got a, they got some dudes. Like Randy Rosarena is known to, you know, have a little postseason magic. So, so I've got a couple plays for you here, John. We've already talked about Eflin over five and a half Ks plus one twenty five. We talked about that earlier. I've got two more plays here for you. All right, Eflin over five and a half plus two more. We don't like. Uh, we don't like. Uh, we don't like Evaldi today at all. Nine three zero ERA in September. The Rays' first five inning team total over two and a half is plus one twenty five. That is really good value, especially for how bad Nathan Evaldi has been in the month of September. Even if they take him out of there, I think the Rays will score some runs in this one. My second play for this one, I also like. I like Zach Eflin a lot. I'm not talking about about Zach Eflin, but I'm just looking at the statistics here. And as I look through game logs of his last five games, so I'll go with Evaldi first just to show how bad he's been. Last five games, first five innings of the game, he's given up seven runs, five runs, three runs, two runs, and four runs. Eflin's been better, but not by much. Three runs, two runs, he had none against Baltimore, which is really good. Three, and then three, though. If I combine those numbers, there's a lot of numbers that are five or more there. So because of that, I know it's the playoffs, and I know we don't like overs in the playoffs, but in the first five innings, I'm taking a shot at over four and a half runs, plus 114. John, the Rays might get there by themselves, too. So I like that, actually. I, like I was team- thinking to myself, out of all the overs, that's this is the one that I could see. I mean, number one, 
You know, I talked about Eflin, you know, living on the corners. The highest 46.2% of his pitches are on the edge. Like, I mean, he's not catching a lot of the plate. He's not going Spencer Strider, who's throwing that many right down the damn middle. Um, See it, hit it. They do it every once in a while. But, you know, the Rangers in the last month haven't been great at this. But throughout the entire season, the least swing and miss contact from any baseball team in baseball. So you might be living on the edges, but that's one thing the Rangers do is they fight off pitches. So, so I, which kind of scares me in terms of strikeouts, but that's all, but that's all right. I, those three plays, I feel like they complement each other fairly well. Although there is a scenario more so than I would like that all three of those. It also could, make, like makes me like the over because I think the Rangers, while Eflin's going to be good, they're going to score a little bit. But I think Ray's point. beat up on Evaldi. You know, it could complement it. And by the way, the Rangers ain't like they got some great bullpen that's no. coming in after Evaldi. Exactly. So if Evaldi goes out early, I even like it that much better. Quite frankly, so those are the plays after that gum. I, I wrote a Yurfi down. I could only find. It even money on one. What two book. games yesterday was Yurfi's two? Yeah, that's right. Two out of the two out of the four, or, or three out of the four, right? Is it? No, because the, the Twins, the Brewers, no, the Phillies and Marlins didn't score the first. They didn't score the whole third. And yeah, two of the four, John. Um, I kind of liked a Yurfi in this one. I did not play it though. I could only find it even money on one sports book, and I already had a first five over and the Rays team total first five over. I thought I'm I'm all in on scoring runs. I don't need a Yurfi there too. But if you don't like those plays I had, and you can still find the Yurfi even money, might not be a bad play here today. What do you think about um, the Twins and the Blue Jays? Do you think I'm crazy because that's my like that? I just feel like that's the game. They haven't won in the postseason. They got that off their back. This team. I mean, again, the way yesterday I'm sitting here looking at you know Lewis. This I mean Royce Lewis, the kid. Like I said. Who he's come to party and like lay claim for who he is. The number one overall pick in 2017 had the COVID year wipe out everything because he couldn't get to the country, had two ACL tears, and all of a sudden he's been healthy this year and he's tearing it up. Also, you got to look at my man Carlos Correa, who's been dealing with plantar fasciitis. He looked better yesterday than he has all season long. Like, he looks like he's kind of finally gotten healthy. I think these are big. And plus, Byron Buxton hadn't ran into a wall, hasn't hurt his hamstring so far, so you know he's still healthy. I'm comfortable. And if you think Pablo Lopez can shut down the Blue, Blue Jays, Sonny Gray can just as well. I agree, John. I, I The reason I didn't take them is because you get some tough prices. You have to get pretty creative with how you take them unless you're going to pay a little bit of a tax to take the Twins today. $40 tax. Yeah, a little bit of a tax. You could take them minus one and a half, but this is the playoffs. I don't know if you want to do that necessarily. Um, and there's just so much could happen in this game. But I really think the Twins win today, and I really had to stretch for a play on this game because I'm really looking at the first five innings mostly. And so I landed on Jose Barrios over five and a half strikeouts. He strikes out a lot of guys. Like I said, every outing he had in September, the over five and a half would have He hit. doesn't give. The other thing, if you look at it, Barrios, you know he might have you know six strikeouts, but he'll probably have four walks to go well because he never gives in, and that's why he also gives a lot of strikeouts, but also why he gives up a lot of walks. True. Too, but he also kind of avoids the big inning in some ways too, which has been to you know he ha- it doesn't look like there's a whole lot of big innings in there. He does have his last two outings into the Yankees. He gave up four runs. Those didn't come in a big inning though. And then he had two, or at least it didn't, the big inning I should say didn't come in the first five innings because one against Washington, one against Baltimore in August. He had a big inning in the sixth inning. But we're fine if that happens in the sixth or seventh inning because we're out of play at that point uh, in terms of first five inning stuff. But I like the over five and a half strikeouts today for Barrios for sure. Do you feel comfortable with the fact that, like, uh, I mean, the Brewers, 
12 hits yesterday, only scored three runs. The Diamondbacks played great. I mean, the, the Brewers jumped out to that 3 nothing lead. You had a great game from Contreras from behind the dish. He looks like he's engaged. I don't see the Diamondbacks running all over the place. Longoria had a magical day at third base. Do the Brewers get game number two and force this bad boy with Peralta coming up today? I think the Brew. I love the Brewers today. I love the Brewers' first five minus half a run plus one fifteen. So I love the Brewers today. I think there's a lot of value on this game. I also, furthermore, because I like Freddie Peralta, D backs first five team total under one and a half is even money. I love that today. Freddie Peralta can shut guys down. I just got a feeling today that he's going to do that against the Diamondbacks, and it's going to be over. I think you get a lot of value on this game because. People see the name Zach Gallen and they immediately want to bet on him pitching. But the he's sti- been terrible. The statistics just don't back that up. He had a four one seven ERA in September, and that includes a f- complete game shutout and a six inning shutout against the Yankees. So the fact that he has a four one seven, the fact that he has a nine inning shutout, should not make you feel good. It should make you feel worse because you see four one seven in that month next to it, which means he's pitching really bad except for one game against the Cubs that were totally decimated and completely out of it at that point. So I think Zach Gallon over five hits and allowed. You said you think they're going to leave him out there. Well, that makes me like reason, it even more. Because they already won game one. They definitely are going to force that game three. And guess what? Merrill Kelly is going to be pitching in game three. Do you not trust Merrill Kelly more than you trust Zach Gallon right now? And Big don't shove. you want your bullpen to be at full strength when Merrill Kelly comes Comes out and you try to win that bad, but I, I don't know. I just feel like I feel like that that is the like. Of course, you want to go out and try to win today's game. I'm not saying that you're not going to try. But to when win you have game. a game to work with, these are the things you have to think about. You got to think to yourself. Gallon has been if if he gets in some trouble and he gets down, gives up a few runs early. You leave him out here and you get at least seven innings out of him to save your bullpen for that decisive game three. I I, I think I, I could see that happening for sure. I, I absolutely like. There's two schools of thought. Either you go out to win the second one and be done. Well, they don't have a lot of arms. They look good. The right. Diamondbacks bullpen looked great yesterday. That's what you want in game number three if you can't get it. And again, I just don't see them getting today's game. I feel like the Brewers. They got the. I think they had the big, 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 big pitching advantage with Freddie Peralta. I agree. So I like the Brewers first five minus half a run. So you give up the tie there for plus one fifteen. I don't think the D backs score one and a half runs in the first five innings. So I'm going under one and a half at even money. I said Zach Gallen hits allowed over five and, five and, a, half. and a half. That's plus one fifteen. The last one is Freddie Peralta over five and a half strikeouts is plus one oh five. He has over five and a half strikeouts in eight of his last ten outings. So. For plus 105, I really like the percentages there. Those are four plus money bets, John. We just have to hit two of them in order to make money on this game. Dig that, making money, man. Uh, also, last game of the day, you got the Phillies and the Marlins. This is a value play. Nola's been absolutely terrible. He is definitely not Zach Wheeler. Yes, I don't think uh, the Phillies beat themselves necessarily. Uh, like, you know, by the way, Nick Castellanos, like, do you not like this? Does this Phillies team. For at least, I mean, this is a team that made the World Series last year, okay? Mm-hmm. Do you not like this team a lot better than last year's team? I did before I looked at more statistics today, to be honest. I was, you know how high I've been on the Phillies the past, Dude, the past few weeks. I'm sorry, Trey Turner. Um, what if I told you this, John? Nick Castellanos, what they bring to this lineup, what if man. I, what if I told you the Phillies had the sixth worst average in the last 30 days? In baseball. That would be surprising, yeah, especially w- since the record's been exactly. good. Exactly. 
And I saw that today, and it it, it sent a little shock through my system. And then I looked at Aaron Nola's game logs. JT, man, he's hitting. You saw him swinging a big stick yesterday, just perfect, man. Like I felt like, man, now it's the postseason. Maybe they were just chilling last month, getting their bodies right for that October push. Well, this is another team that has a game in hand here. I mean, Schwarbs strikes out a lot, but he's still going to pop you a couple. This is a team that has a game in hand here, too, with the win yesterday. Obviously, the Marlins are decimated, so you have to – and it's like the pitching staff mostly – so you have to think that they can come back and win tomorrow, even if the Marlins do win today's game. But the Marlins' bats have been really good. So here's what I've got first. Starting with Braxton Garrett, who's on the mound for the uh, for the Marlins. How about this? The Phillies walked the sixth most in baseball in the last 30 days. I'm taking Braxton Garrett over one and a half walks at plus 115. He hovers around there. There's not necessarily, it's kind of a 50-50 split in terms of if he's walking more than that or less. But I'm taking a shot today. That would have hit in three of his four starts in September it would for Braxton Garrett. So I'm going to go ahead and take a shot here. I'm getting plus 115 and the Phillies walk a lot over one and a half walks. And then after that, this is where it's going to get scary, John. So that's one that's totally independent of who wins the game, who's winning after five innings. Here's one I like better. This, You know what? This one's also independent. Aaron Noah's been really bad the last month. He's been really bad. I like the Marlins first five team total over one and a half runs at minus 110. That doesn't matter who wins it. They can easily yep. score two runs, two runs, and the Phillies have scored more and lose the game. But I'm going to take the Marlins on the money line in the first five, too, because it's plus 135. Are you kidding me? The, I, I'm looking at these stats today, and that value for that play is way too damn good to not bet it. I mean, I understand that, like, I don't – I, John, you know, you and I have been talking for a month now. We're really high on the Phillies and really down on the injured Marlins. But for plus 135 – I'm sorry, the stats do not back up. That should be the price. I took the Marlins' first five money line in that as well. So Beautiful. I doubled down a little bit. I like it. Me too. I love it. I love it. Went on a rampage there. I tell you what, I heard Skip Schumacher in an interview yesterday as well, and thank God I didn't hear that before those games yesterday because I would have blindly bet the Marlins. But that's not what I did today. I have stats to back it up, but, man, Skip Schumacher, that's a baseball coach, man. He needs to coach the Cardinals. See? I mean, the fact that that guy played in that organization for that long and he's not the manager right now because of Ali Marmol is a joke, man. This guy is a professional manager. His team has bought into what he's doing. It's unbelievable what they're doing. Jorge Soler turned into a locker room leader. Jorge Soler! This guy was in 116 in Kansas City because he was so miserable playing for that team. And now he's in Miami, which, you know, historically isn't that much better. No one's coming to these games either. And now this guy's a locker room leader, speaks to coaching to me, and there's a good leader as the coach of that team. You know why he's so unhappy in Kansas City? Because he heard that they had the best barbecue. Because, like, you know, Kansas City's one of those, you know, they're they're just full of it. They boast with that BS. When we know the best barbecue in the world's where. It's in Memphis, Tennessee, John. Damn right it is. And it's in one specific place. Actually, it's in five specific places. But they're all called Central Barbecue, where smoke is their sauce. They got you downtown. They got you on Central. Summer Poplar, and now down in South Haven. Central Barbecue has everything that you need for your little taste buds when you need a little cue. They got the barbecue beans, the turnip greens, the mac and cheese. Plus, you know they got them barbecue nachos. I went and got barbecue nachos on Monday. Man, right after I left here, I was just craving some barbecue nachos. I like to get a lot of jalapenos on that bad boy. I got a couple wings. I got some dry spice. I didn't get the sweet, um, the sweet heat just because I actually had to go see some people and sometimes I get it all over my hands, and when I get it all over my hands, somehow it gets all over my pants. 
For some reason, I forget the damn napkin. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why, but I do. Don't we all? We just do. We just do. But man, also the pulled chicken. I got me. I got in. I got it. Um, a pound of pulled chicken. Took it home, and I was like, "Yo, Chas, whip me up a little din din." With this beautiful smoked chicken, you know what she did? She turned it into enchiladas that night. Yeah, you can buy the 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 the, the meat in bulk. You can get a big old rack of ribs. You can get their shoulder. Central Barbecue Smoke is their sauce. Check them out now, Jay. Hey, John. We talked about Slor here, uh, Jorge Soler, who wasn't happy in Kansas City, and now he's great down in Miami. But you know what? Team is happy in Kansas Who's going to be sad in Miami? I thought you were going to transition to football there. I am going to. A lot of people aren't happy with Deshaun Watson. Man, I thought that was a perfect opportunity to say, but you know why they're happy in Kansas City now? Because the Chiefs are playing good football. And because Tay-Tay is and because uh, part Tay-Tay, of Well, I wasn't going to bring that up. I mean, it seems like everyone's kind of sick of that. We got some polarizing. serious conspiracy theories going on out there, man. You mean that they're not dating? Because they're not. Yeah, they're not. They're not dating. Yeah. That, those two people are two professionals. No babies. No little Travis, Kelsey, and Tay-Tay kids running around. Although there was a picture taken by Paparazzo that uh, they saw him coming out of Taylor's house the first night he stayed over there. Yeah, I also saw him where he left there before the game in New York, and that's why I thought he only had one catch because he had That's what it was. That's that's what it was. Oh, that's great radio too. Is now it's it, the he's dating somebody, so now he's distracted. And it's only because it's a famous person he's dating, right? Like if someone has a girlfriend in their personal lives, it's never a distraction Dude, until, unless we know about who they're dating. Then it's a huge distraction. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I'm like, if it's just somebody that Baker Mayfield picked up in a dive bar, like we're not going to care. Well, he's married though, so we would care about that. Well, he's the one in the dive bars. You know, it ain't my fault. What do you think he's doing in dive bars? Drinking and doing what? Um. I don't know. What else is he doing? I don't know. What do you go to the bar to do? Drink? I don't go to the and, bar. I go to the bar to drink eating, by the way. You know man. what I go to the bar I, for, I go, You know what I do? I take Chaz to the to the bar. I play Golden That's Team. That's what I do. I go, to the, I go to the bar, and I got my little Golden Team membership card here, and I take it out, and I go play me some Golden Tea at the bar. That's what I do at the bar. Golden Team membership card. Good job. It's got my name and number on it. Don't steal my number. Well, don't play Golden Tea like, in Cleveland. Right now, everybody's mad. Did you hear about what Deshaun Watson did? Yeah, he set out last week's game. Do you know why? Because I can't say the word on the radio. Oh, my goodness. you! I'm so proud of you. You're actually right. He is. Yeah, For he is. real. Yeah, that's right. Um, and let me just tell you something. This guy was completely cleared to play, but said, you know what? There's, I don't want to. I don't want to. We have a bye week coming up, so I'm just going to take these two weeks off. This is a dude who has a fully guaranteed contract. Literally, they are in the in a battle for the AFC North. Baltimore, they were playing the damn Ravens. You know what I'm saying? He seems like the worst teammate in the world, man. He's, he is the worst teammate in the world, man. I, I'm telling you right now, if I'm, man, I think I think me and Deshaun are scrapping if I'm a Cleveland Brown. Absolutely. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, the dude got a $230 million guaranteed contract, was 100% cleared and ready to play, you and know, says, nah, I'm good. You want to know the only reason why no one did scrap with him, John? I'm reporting this exclusively. You want to know the only reason why they didn't? is because they know if they fight with the franchise quarterback, it's not him that's going. They're good and that's literally the only reason, because you know that everybody in that locker room wanted to. Um, I think you're a hundred percent right. Like I, I'm, I'm just. Joke, I mean, and by the way, joke, man. you just let DTR, who's never played an NFL game, you make him go and play against that Ravens team, and you obviously could tell the 23 year old kid wasn't ready. 
I mean, would they get a field goal? And, and they weren't playing an NFC team a week before a bye. This is a divisional football game. Like, what are you, a moron? Those are the games. Those, there's literally three teams you play against where it matters. And that was one of them. Like, this guy's a moron. It just doesn't make any sense to me why, like, you, you, you can't weigh all the games the same. I know that we as fans sometimes just go into the games like, this team's good, this team's bad. But your divisional games truly mean more. That is how you get exactly. into the playoffs. And you just set one out because you had a bye week. It's a, it's a ridiculous premise. The guy's a moron. It, is, a it is sad. And by the way, Herm Edwards made, you know, made, was made famous by saying, you play to win the game. Not well, guess gone. what? You're paid to play the damn game, Deshaun. Like, when you're medically cleared and there's nothing wrong with you and you decide, hey, you know what, I'm going to completely get healed up over these next two weeks. Uh, it's my decision. Like, every person in that locker room wants to slap you. You think that these dudes don't got bumps and bruises after four weeks of football? But, but furthermore, John, it's a divisional game. Sit it's out, a div- You're right. Sit it's out a against the Giants. Damn game. Sit out against the Giants. Sit out against the and you're Seahawks. You're lucky right now, and you're lucky because right now the Steelers are terrible, and you're lucky the Bengals are playing terrible, or you would in two and two be in some deep trouble. But that's the point too, John. Is it, you can't guarantee just because these other teams in your division that you're going to win them later because they're divisional games. Mike Tomlin has made an entire career of not losing divisional games, and so you're. Oh, and don't forget, they did lose to the Steelers, didn't they? Didn't they lose to the Steelers on Monday Night Football or something? Oh, that's right. And whose fault was that? I would have to say that was Deshaun Watson's terrible play. I mean, that was a... That was pathetic. That's even better reason, John. So you've already lost a divisional game, and you're going to sit out another one. one. What a joke. This guy's a moron. Like, what what are we doing here? I just don't don't understand. I I understand he got all this guaranteed money. Terrible contract, by the way. Should be cut right now. I mean, what a joke. This guy's a terrible leader, a terrible quarterback, not a franchise quarterback type of guy. Someone who is a top-five quarterback talent at a certain point, and we all thought, that's crazy they're releasing him. But then we found out that he was raping women and all this other stuff, too, so he deserved to be released. But furthermore, he's just not a good leader, not a good person to have in your locker room. He's a joke. Um, I cannot uh, agree with you more. I did want to ask you. We got a Thursday night game tomorrow that we don't get to talk about tomorrow, John. We got to talk about that. Yeah, we we are in just a second, but it's the Bears commander. I wanted to remind people is there is another 830 a.m. NFL game. You know that, right? Uh, it's the Jags again. They had to stay the whole week in, in England. Yes, and they're playing the Buffalo Bills. And I'm kind of wondering, with the Bills completely, like, basically shooting their entire load last week on the Dolphins, they were ready for them to come into town. Now they got to go all the way to London. The Jags have been there eating, like, what do they eat? Uh, tea and crumpets. Tea and crumpets. Some other stuff. Did you know there's a dessert over there? Do you know what it's called? It was a um, figgy pudding. Pretty close, isn't that right? Um, it, have you ever seen? I think it's uh, John Goodman, and he's like the king of England. And they eat this log, and it's a, it's a. Never mind, doesn't matter. I'm going to get off this subject. They're in London. It's called king Spotted Ralph. Dick. It's um, it's a dessert in London. Anyway, they eat weird stuff over there. The Jags are playing the Bills. Okay, so. The Bills having to go over there, and the Jags 2-2, two and two, another desperate team who hasn't been playing well, but they are getting a little bit healthier on that offensive line. Is this a sneaky spot, getting the Jags right now plus 5.5? Absolutely. That's way too many points in the National Football That's League. That's what I'm thinking, uh, especially. I, I mean, it's like, it's like it's you know what? I, I mean, Vegas doesn't make a habit of losing money or anything like that, but the, you see them listed, the Bills as the home team, and I feel like that has to be the only reason it's here by 5.5. This should be like a field goal and a half line, should it not? I know the Jags have been disappointed 
disappointing a couple times this year, but still the National Football League and the Jags have been playing better. They beat the beat the hell out of the Falcons last week. I think five and a half is too many points, John. Man, I think I think you're a hundred percent right. I really, really do. I'm looking forward to it. And again, um, it's your last day, so I probably need to get you a little something. Well, last day with you, with me. Well, I mean, since it's with, I mean, I, who who cares about the rest of your that's week? That's a great point. No that's, offense. That's, that's, no, that's true. I agree. Like, I mean, and again, no offense to the people here. I'm no. the I'm the most important. Take offense. I don't care. Yeah, dude. So here's the here's the thing. I'm gonna get you a bottle of Tito's because it's the best vodka in the world. It's the best spirit in the world. And um, also, they're a sponsor. And you know, I can go to the local liquor store. And it's not, and it's a huge. It's the handle of Tito's. I can get that for thirty three ninety nine. Yeah, top ten vodka by every measure. Three years running, it's won the vodka tonic of the year. Tito's handmade vodka. It's crafted and still in the United States, down in Austin, Texas. One hundred percent gluten free. Six times distilled. Stilled in classic copper pots. Gives it a very unique flavor. Slightly sweet with a black pepper note, balancing everything out. Doesn't matter if you're crafting a cocktail. Or you're drinking and need. Get your Tito's on today. I'm going to miss you, Jay. But on the other side, we're talking with our buddy, Jammin Spitzer. He's doing something extremely special, running a marathon and pushing somebody very dear to him in his heart. This heartwarming story is next right here on Sports 56, 98.5 FM. Start your day with Sports 56 Mornings with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10, right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. But you got to be willing to take the hit and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. Now back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Tito's Vodka. Here once again. Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio. Jay Morgan Harder's hanging out with me. It is a Wednesday. It's a beautiful Wednesday, man. I'm not really too worried about how the weather is in the Mid-South. I'm worried, worried about it, Denver, because when today's show's over, I'm heading out to a little Colorado action. Not going to see Deion Sanders and uh, the Buffs. Going to go see a little goose at Red Rock. So I'm looking forward to having a little bit of fun. Um, but before that, we're going to not just have some fun, but we're going to talk about some inspirational things. I got a buddy coming on here. It's Jamin Spitzer. He's been doing a documentary for the last four years on his dad, Ben Spitzer, who back in 2014 uh, came down with Parkinson's. He's uh, started running marathons. He's doing all kinds of wild stuff out there in this world. And um, he's doing something really special with his dad this week. Here is my man, Jamin Spitzer. What's up, Jamin? Hello. How are you doing, my friend? Hey, doing all right. How about yourself? Man, I am absolutely blessed. Can't complain about a thing. Uh, glad Good. to have you on. I uh, was checking out your Instagram page. Uh, it's a what, Run for Ben. Uh, people should go check that out. A lot of inspirational things on out there. But I wanted to ask you first and foremost, um, you started doing a documentary about your dad, Ben. Tell us about the documentary and about your dad and how your life changed in 2014. Yes, yeah, certainly. Um, yep, I've been working on a documentary, Run for Ben, as you've mentioned, Run, and then the number four, Ben. Uh, the documentary started um, during the pandemic. It was 2020. Everything was shut down. And I came across a, a post on Instagram from the Kurt Gibson Foundation for Parkinson's. And it said that, 
you could run a marathon and and uh, raise money for the foundation. Kirk Gibson is a childhood hero. I mean, that's when I went to the Tiger Stadium. I'm talking about original Tiger Stadium. That was the first guy that my dad and I saw. My dad coached my baseball team when we were kids. We go to Tiger Stadium, and there's Kirk Gibson, of course, Chet Lemon, Alan Trammell, Lou Whitaker, all those guys. So when the Kirk Gibson Foundation popped up and we found that Kirk Gibson had Parkinson's, it just made sense to start running. Um, I meant to Was do a marathon. Was that your first like, some... bit of inspiration right there? Yeah, yeah, it was. I'd, I'd done a half marathon. I'd been always, you know, talking about doing a full marathon. And during the pandemic, I, I started running a little bit, you know, for, for time. And um, I just, uh, I'm recently sober and, and I was just, I was like, hey, I need to get on top of this. And I was running and I saw that. That was the inspiration. I go, hey, this is, there's no better way, you know, to, to really get into this. And it, this gives me, something to do and I felt very helpless with Parkinson's there's no cure there's nothing I could do and I felt helpless I was like this is something I can do so I signed up and started raising money for the foundation and I said you know what I'm going to do like this uh documentary and started turning on cameras and and I was going to do like a 10 minute YouTube thing and now it's grown into you know three and a half years and in a full big gigantic story of of our lives so Man, that That's is awesome. Where, and I also heard you say you got sober about that time in there, huh? Yeah, I got sober about 10 months before the pandemic. And, you know, when the world shut down, that's kind of a perfect time for, you know, somebody who has addiction. And uh, so I started running immediately. I was like, hey, I got to do something with my day. So it was running and I was in Los Angeles, California, and I had already started up for like a half marathon and then saw that. And I was like, okay. Let's do this. It's time for the full marathon. So you ran your first one in 2020, the full marathon, correct? Yep, that's right. And this year you're going to be running in the Detroit Marathon again, but this year I heard things are going to get a lot more uh, special, you could say, because somehow um, you got a Hoyt running chair, and this is somehow going to allow you to run with your father? Yeah, so this year I've run three marathons since 2020 um, all by myself. And then this year, um, I want to run with my dad. My dad has been in a home now. He can't walk. Um, he can't, ooh, excuse me, uh, get emotional when I talk about it. And he was uh, in his room. Um, and I was like, hey, we got to get outside, Dad. And um, I went to um, to Facebook, to Instagram, and I said, I need some help purchasing this Hoyt chair. Um, and it's a special running chair made by the, the folks over at Hoyt Running Chairs. Um, and it allows my dad to sit in the chair because he can't walk or run and allows me to push uh, behind him. Um, and now we get to run <laughs> the streets of Detroit together for the first time uh, ever. And uh, I could, I'm just so excited to be able to be there with him. We've already done some training runs, and, and just getting out with him is is so special man that is that is uh that is special that i mean I, you can hear it in your voice that's pretty yeah it's just it's a it's amazing and again the fact that you know um you know kurt gibson is kind of how you know everybody remembers his home run in the 88 world series with the dodgers but you know his <laughs> yeah. roots are right there in detroit you're in detroit doing this uh the lions are playing good football you got the hoyt <laughs> running chair it's like it just feels like it's a really good time and um, I also heard, you know, you can go to runforben.com, 
dot com and check out uh, the work that you have for your documentary. But I believe you have a GoFundMe page right now to try to help offset some of these costs. Yeah, so the big thing that we're doing is, and the, the thing that started everything is raising money for the Kirk Gibson Foundation for Parkinson's, which helps those who have Parkinson's. So the big thing is we are in those families as well, and, right? I mean, because I mean that's yep, that's you got it. a lot of people forget it's not just you know the person who comes down with Parkinson's, but it does affect the entire family. Yep. And that's exactly what the documentary is about for us. Is not just my dad and Parkinson's, but what is it like when a family when when we all experience this? Because when I heard about, it, I only knew about Michael J. Fox and Muhammad Ali, and I didn't know anything about it. So the documentary is hopefully to connect people and show, hey, you're not alone. Here's what we go through. It's going to be okay. And so that's a big part of the documentary. And then the foundation, yeah, it helps the connect and make a community. And that's the first time I had found a community was being with the foundation. So to give back, we've been raising money. But this year, our big goal is to do $23,000 to raise that money while we're running for this this marathon and anybody who can donate obviously we'd love to help out it all goes to the foundation and anybody can go to run for ben again that's run uh the number for ben.com slash donate and it'll allow you to click and donate uh as my dad and i run so we'll, we'll keep running and we'd love the support when's the date when's the big run so it's Sunday, October 15th, and we'll be heading Ooh, out. It's at right around the corner, my man. <laughs> it is. I just ran six miles this morning. I'm like, okay, let's review this interview. <laughs> all right, all right. So you're, you're you're in shape. You're ready to go. you got your Hoyt chair and everything, and you said you've test-driven this bad boy out. How awesome is something like this, and how big is it for somebody like your father to be able to get around? Um, and, and also, how, how, how big is it for you, his son, to be able out there and get him outside and push him around? It's huge. I mean, first, I just want to thank everybody. We did a go uh, fund me for that, and we had everybody show up with donations, specifically uh, another foundation that helps with Parkinson's Drive Toward a Cure, um, and Deb has been phenomenal. Um, but to be able to have my dad with me and to have that chair, let me tell you the people at Hoyt, I drove out there to pick up this chair and met with Mike and his son, the guys who fabricate these things. They do a bunch of these chairs but treated me like they had just specially done this just for me and it was like my special chair it's amazing and to be able to have the lighter chair because look at with the training i've been pushing my dad like an 85 pound chair that's not made for running (laughs) this one is like you know a cadillac of running chairs it's fantastic and yeah just to be like i've gone through the streets i've seen people cheering they see my shirts and they're like go run for ben to be with my dad, he's my hero. I'm Johnny, I mean, he's my hero. And to be able to do this with him, um, I, it's, there's no words for it. There's no words, you know. Jam, and I'll just say one thing. I mean, uh, to honor your dad the way you've been doing it, and to keep fighting for your father, to help him get the things, to uh, be inspired by Kurt Gibson, a childhood hero, to go out there and run the marathon in Detroit. Inspiration to me and to all of us out here listening. We wish you nothing but the best. We'll be uh, keeping an eye on you. Everybody, please go to runforben.com if you can you know, help out and support. Everything there is on the link. The Kurt Gibson Foundation is there uh, about his father, about him the documentary i'm sure will be released as soon as that bad boy's done um is there anything else 
Um, yeah, I mean, we just launched the fundraising, so get on it early. And, uh, you know, this whole thing is culminating. And this is our last run. It happens to be our fourth marathon. After this, we're going to wrap up the documentary. This is the big finale with my dad, and then we're super excited to get this and let everybody enjoy the journey that we've been on for the last four years now. After you get back in the lab, um, after this big run, and you shoot all this video, and you go in there and you edit and cut it up, before you know you release that bad boy, come on the show again and uh, let's talk about it. Is that cool? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Of course. I'll be in touch. All right, my man. Hey, you have a good one, man. Appreciate you jamming and all that you're doing for your father, your Parkinson, and your family, and, hell, your overall health. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. It it, it means a lot. You all have a wonderful day, and everybody listening, love you all. Thank you so much. That is jamming, Spitzer. A very, very big inspiration. Now, we uh, here got to switch gears just a little bit on the other side. We got to close things out. We got a couple games tonight. Got a couple other stories we got to break. So we'll be back in two shakes of a lamb's tail. Don't you dare touch the dial. Sports 56, 98.5 FM. Be sure to follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to watch live video of our shows, stay up to date with station events, and have chances to win prizes. Don't miss out on anything that's going on. Follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ. That is one of those things. When things get too heavy, just call me helium. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Tito's Vodka. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio. Jay Morgan Harder's hanging out with me. Did you know it is uh, October 4th? Do I did. You know it's Wednesday, October 4th. I knew all of these things. Do you know what October 4th is, Mr. Jay Morgan? Locktober. I love Locktober. And by the way, Paramount Sports, Lee Sterling strikes again. Dude, Oregon State, he gave you the Beavers. Beavers gave you everything you wanted and a little bit more, and then he destroyed it all over the weekend. Thank you, Lee. But um, no, today is National Taco Day. Did you know that? Wow. Let's talk about it. Bro, that was pretty funny. Good job, Jay. Thank you. Um, I'm going to miss you, buddy. Um, Happy National Taco Day to everybody. And you know who Moe's is? Moe's Southwest Grill? Oh, yeah. Right now, they got taco kits. You can pick them up in 30 minutes. Call in, order a taco kit. It can feed anywhere from four to six people. It's ready in minutes. Head on over to Moe's for National Taco Day. Nothing like a good taco, you know what I'm saying? I love tacos. Me too. I'm kind of hungry right now. I guess I'm going to be headed to Moe's. Now, we have to make some more money today, and we have to have a lot of fun doing a bunch of stuff. And um, we had a little bit of news, you know? I forgot what the news was, Jay. Do you remember what it was? No, I've been over here doing some producing work. You know, producer extraordinaire. You are a producer extraordinaire. I'll no, give no, you that. No, John, that's the type of thing that'll get me in trouble. I'll get but a big the news, I remembered what the news was. James Harden, by the way, um, actually showed up to practice. Can you believe it? Wow. Is that bit not big news? 
No, that is. He said he would never play for James Dolan again, right? Not James Dolan. Uh, James Dolan. Uh, Daryl Morey. play for Daryl Morey ever again. Yeah, Daryl Morey. No, yeah, he don't like him at all. But, man, the fact that he was uh, in practice, I don't know. Is, is that? Do you think that that mean they can – like I feel like all relationships couldn't be mended, don't you? Yeah, mending offenses, as it were. I mean, like, we have to forgive and forget. You know, a lot of people like to um, have fights because they like makeup. Um, Sex. Yes, because that's probably the best part about fighting, isn't it? Is is the makeup sex? Yeah. I mean, that's the whole reason I think people get into fights, to be honest with you. It gets a little boring at home. Next thing you know, they have a big blowout. Next thing you know, they're happy and, and having a great time for about a full week. Have you ever seen the movie Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Um, Has, uh... Is it got Will Smith in it? No, it's uh, man. Who in the world is in Mister and Miss? I don't know, dude. It obviously, wasn't very good. If you don't, remember. no, it is a good movie, but I just can't remember who was in it. What hey, was the point? They got in a fight to they, make up they're, sex. They're two assassins that both is an assassin, and the other one doesn't. Oh, know. I, mean, I, I got you, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie. Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, and though each one doesn't know the other one is Actually, an assassin. I don't think I even ever saw. The but show. you see, but it was a very popular movie. Yeah, like, I know. It was like they showed a bunch of advertising, and and that's like a whole thing. Is like they get mad at each other because each one of them didn't tell the other one they were an assassin, and it becomes hot and heavy, as it were, you know, steamy. Um. Yeah, I like that. I don't think they probably it's have Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie in it, John. Yeah, I got it back. I got it back. I, I think what was the whole that. point of me bringing that up? I don't know, man. Why did I start talking about people fighting? I don't know. For the makeup sex. Damn, there was something. Oh, because maybe um, Deshaun Watson and the Browns are going to become friends again. Perhaps. Because they're fighting. Oh, no, because we can mend fences. James Harden is at practice with the 76ers. Sorry, I got a little bit off track. It's the last... Uh, segment of my show before i go get on an airplane and get out of here my brain's already checked out and, and i'm not helping you much either because i'm doing other things too so i can't like help with your train of thought because god bless me for even having an inkling of what the train of thought is today I'm, hey i'm proud of you for for on your for last trying, day for yeah. trying it's all it's all about effort right now i appreciate you putting in that work rangers in the rays we know what we're doing today in that ball game it's huge i'm taking tampa bay we're backing zach eflin big time we're going over in zach eflin's strikeout we're loading up on the Rays. And did we have another one? I forgot. Was it Evaldi? Like getting killed over five hits? Yeah, no. Uh, well, I have uh, – it's Zach Gallon to allow over five and a half hits. But I have, we're fading Evaldi and the Rays over two and a half runs first five innings. That's right. Rays over two and a half runs. I, I love the Twins today. I'm a big Sonny Gray guy. I think Berrios is going to get hit up again. My man Royce Lewis is doing all kinds of nasty things. Correa's back. Brian Buxton. I like this Twins team. They looked a little excited, and I think Pablo Lopez, the way he shut down that Blue Jays lineup is the same thing that Sonny Gray is going to do today. Brewers had 12 hits yesterday. They just were horrible in the base paths. The defense from the Diamondbacks was awesome, but I think they have a huge pitching matchup right now, huge advantage. Freddie Peralta has been dealing. Zach Gallen, on the other hand, has been to- terrible. We got Zach Gallen pitching a lot today. I think he gives up over five hits for sure. Agreed. So uh, everybody do your best and back that man, if you know what I'm saying. And then the last game, you got to take uh, you got to take the value. And the value is with the Marlins. It, it is. But Braxton Garrett over one and a half walks. I think that, that that's a good way to make sure you win something on that game. Now, um, I'm going out of town, so y'all are going to miss me, I hope. Maybe, maybe not. But Bob, if, you, if you get a little bit bored because I'm not on the airwaves, 
Go over to Meadowbrook Country Club. That's right. I know it was private since 1959. Not anymore. Become a member for a day. $59. That includes your taxes, your cart, and 18 holes on their champion Bermuda Greens. Par 71. Four tee boxes. Meadowbrook, it is awesome. It's 10 minutes from downtown. If you want to be a member, if you live downtown in Mud Island, maybe River Tower, you're partying down there. 10 minutes from downtown, you can be a member for only $350. That means you get golf, the swimming pool, the tennis courts, the pickleball, the bar, the restaurant. You get it all, man. I hope everybody has a wonderful one. Jay, I will miss you. Everybody else, get out there and make the world a better place. We're going to see you on the flip side. Peace.